Dear Diary, This morning I had an epiphany. Okay, sorry, that's a lie. It wasn't this morning. It was, um, well, several weeks ago. And it wasn't an epiphany so much as a total realization that everything I had been building for a decade, I threw away in an instant as soon as I made a few life changes. Do I need to say that I was gripped by a fear so strong that I was almost rendered speechless? No, diary, I do not need to say it since I just wrote it and you are my diary, which means you're really me and I already knew that. <sighs> no matter the meta-reality of what I'm saying, the fear was real. It was gripping and it still has a hold of me, but I'm working through it. How? Well, for one thing, I'm recording this podcast. Nothing like working through a major life change slash mistake in public view. Or public earshot, I guess, whatever you would call this. And while I'd love to put this off, diary, how about I close this fake journal I'm writing into and get this podcast party started? Welcome to Writing in Suburbia with Jake Bible. Hey y'all, just wanted to let you know that I have more than this podcast going on. I'm also publishing a weekly newsletter, as well as releasing chapters of novels, the original podcast recording of Dead Mech, the Friday Night Drabble Party, and so much more. Where is all this greatness? Go to jakebible.substack.com. That's jakebible.substack.com. You can subscribe for free and get plenty of cool stuff weekly. Or become a paid subscriber and get the first releases of novels and audiobooks before they go on sale. Full access to the Dead Mech podcast immediately instead of weekly installments. Access to the full archive and exclusive threads and discussions. Plus a ton of cool stuff I haven't even thought up yet. Head over to jakebible.substack.com and subscribe now. Again, welcome to Writing in Suburbia with Jake Bible. What is this podcast? It's a place where I talk about my career as a professional writer, my fiction, my dreams, my life and family, host other authors, eventually. Try out some new things and just be real for a moment. I promise not to get preachy, to always be kind, and to be 100% honest without hurting anyone. So, sit back and relax and prepare to be entertained. But... Before we get into the meat of the episode, how about some quick Jake Bible Fiction news? Welcome to the JBF News! Quantum chaos, people. Go buy it, go review it after you buy it, then read it. Or whatever order you want to do those things in. Preferably the buying starts first, that, that kind of helps. 
I'm neck deep into writing the seventh Roke novel, so if you burn through Quantum Chaos, not to worry. Roke's War is coming soon. And other than that, there isn't a ton to report. Hey, do me a favor, will you? Rate and review this podcast on whatever podcast app you use. It helps boost the podcast in the charts so other folks can have the opportunity to listen to my amazing wisdom. And it is amazing. Don't argue with me. Now, time to move on from the news and get to the meat of the episode. Thanks, y'all. I'm just going to riff on today's topic. For me, I think it'll be therapeutic. For you, it should be entertaining because I make it a little raw here and probably fumble and grumble and complain and rant and who knows what. It'll be something. But hey, my motto has always been wing it till you bring it, right? Okay, that's that's not true. I've never had that motto. But the motto I do have is you can only fail if you quit. I'm close to doing both, failing and quitting. So let's talk about how I built something up, my career, then nearly tore it completely down, and now have to build it back up. So let me set the stage. Ooh, stage setting. Fun. All right. I've said this before in intro and a couple other things, you know, essays and whatnot um, in this podcast about how I started um, by podcasting my first novel for free. And the whole point of that was to build up an audience. And over the years, I have built an audience, but I've also neglected an audience. And I've also torn down an audience. And I've made some serious mistakes and just lost an audience. And basically what I did... (laughs) And this is crazy, and and it it impacts this podcast considerably, um, especially um, the realities of audience listenership and um, what I expected and um, what's actually happening. Um, at the height of the original podcast, when I was podcasting my novel, I had a million downloads, a million. Now, that was over the first novel and the second novel. But still, that's a million downloads, and that's insane. That's a lot of downloads. Um, then I decided I didn't want to give things away for free. <laughs> I wanted to start making money off of my fiction. So I stopped the free podcast novels, which in a way, you know, is fair. In a way, it's not fair. I had made some promises to people that I would keep podcasting stuff for free. But then life changes, experience changes, reality changes. And um, I realized I needed to make money at it. So I kind of dumped that free model and the free podcast and um, lost a ton of that audience. And, you know, granted, they were an audience that was listening to something for free, just like you are now. You're listening to this for free. But at the time, I did not value that as much. Um... I saw it as they're listening for free, so they owe me. So now that I am not giving it to them for free, they need to head over and start buying my stuff. Yeah, that's that's naive, ridiculous, kind of dickish. Well, not kind of, pretty dickish. Um, it was just dumb of me to think that free audience would translate into paying audience. 
It did not. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's fine. And I get it. And it took me a while, you know, I, I had that podcast up and then it took me a while to kind of get back into podcasting. I took a little break. Um, I threw some, you know, interviews, some things in here and there. Uh, mainly, I mean, when I say interviews, when I was interviewed, um, I wasn't really doing interviews and I was throwing some snippets in there, stuff that wasn't the podcast novel. Then I decided I wanted to do writing in suburbia. This was after I became a full-time writer in 2013. And the first iteration was really an unedited, unscripted, just raw me in front of a mic, just bleh. Sort of like I'm doing now, but um, with a lot less structure and forethought. <laughs> I had a subject and I dove in and I just puked it into GarageBand and let it happen. And there were some great episodes. I built back up an audience. Um, you know, it wasn't huge, but it was enough. You know, a thousand downloads an episode. Then it started to peter off a little bit. And I think probably because I was losing some of my gusto, some of my energy. I was starting to burn out. I had been writing novels nonstop for a couple of years. Um, and things were starting to slide Things weren't going as well as I thought they should. And I had boasted, I had made claims that if you just sit down and write it and get it out there, you can be successful just like me. Be prolific. Boom, 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 all that crap. And the reality is, is it's not up to me. And I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize it wasn't up to me. It was up to everybody but me. So I just kept puking out more and more blah. And the downloads started going down and the downloads started going down. And I didn't, you know, of course, being in the throes of where I was, I didn't see it as my fault. I didn't see it as something I was doing as a reflection of the content, as the reflection of my energy as the reflection of whatever I was projecting out there, I saw it as betrayal, which is messed up. That's just completely messed up. But after years of writing, and we're talking dozens and dozens of novels, not just short stories, but novels. I mean, I was cranking words out. My brain was exhausted. My body was kind of exhausted in a way. My my soul, my psyche, my everything was exhausted. And I just couldn't maintain that energy that I needed to. And I also couldn't see that my lack of ability to maintain that was the problem that I needed to take a step back, that I needed to regroup because I was so in it, so deep in it, in a write a novel a month rhythm you know, so that I was putting out 10 novels a year. I mean, and the only reason there was like a two month break in there was just simply because I'm married to an educator. So summer's off and summers get chaotic, you know, with everybody home, kids and wife and all of that. Um, so productivity slowed down just naturally then, which was, you know, probably good. And that's probably what helped me to be able to do what I did for five years. 
But the whole thing is, is I was so wrapped up into that cycle of go, 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 produce, 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 get it out there, get it out there, that when that cycle started to damage me and started to really chip away at all the work I had built and just started to erode my confidence, my, I don't know, and my everything that, um, I didn't see it as me. I saw it as everybody else. I saw it as that betrayal. Um, again, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, but that's what it was. And that's where my brain went and it's stupid. So when things came to a head, my wife and I decided I needed to stop writing full time and go back into the working world, get myself a nine to five job, find something in sales, something that pays, something that's stable, something that um, will allow me to write on the side. You know, I, I thought, great, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. Let's do that. And in the beginning, it worked. I didn't go into sales. I got a labor job, a temp job, um, repacking seasonal um, 12 packs at a brewery. And um, that was a ton of physical labor. Holy crap. I literally lifted a thousand um, cases of beer a day. Easy. Not a problem. And we're not just talking, pick it up, carry it, take it somewhere. We're talking, I mean, I'm lifting stuff up over my head. I'm stacking these cases. I'm carrying three cases at a time. Do the math. We're not talking half cases. We're talking 24 bottles to a case. And I'm carrying that shit. And that was great. It got me into my body. It really just, you know, oh, it burned out a lot of that blah that I've been feeling. And I was energized. And I was able to finish a novel and write another novel and get that done and get that to my publisher. And I thought, okay, I'll take a little break. And, um, so I did. And the problem was, is that break became more of a permanent thing, a serious hiatus, <laughs> serious hiatus, which I wasn't sure I was going to come back from when I got the sales job as a sales manager, um, for a manufacturer here in town. And I really, you know, kept saying, because, you know, they're worried. They're like, hey, you're a writer. So that's what you've been doing. Are you going to go back to that? Are you going to bail on us in a year, two years? What, what's your plan? And honestly, I'd written 60 novels by then. So my line was, hey, I've written 60 novels. If I never write another novel again, I'm okay with that. Because I've done something that most people can't or never will be able to do in their lifetime. I feel accomplished. That was a lie. I was lying to myself 100%. Um, I did not feel accomplished. I had so many more stories, so many things left that I wanted to write. I had series that were incomplete that I'm finishing up now. Um, so that was kind of the first stupid thing I said and put out there in the universe was that I was okay if I never write another novel again. Um, so with that, I kind of talked myself into a huge change and the huge change being, well, that I didn't need any of my old writing life anymore. I mean, I would still talk to fans and readers and pop into interviews here and there, do some short stories. But one thing I did was 
I got rid of the original writing in suburbia podcast for a stupid reason. Number one, that I didn't want to spend 15 bucks a month hosting the podcast. Um, it's 15 bucks a month. And yes, that for a lot of people, that's a lot of money for me. I'm not laughing at that. I'm not saying it isn't a lot of money in the scheme of things, in the fact that, you know, I have a writing LLC, I have a business and I was still running that business and that business still existed. 15 bucks a month was nothing compared to what that podcast brought in. Um, it had gone down from, you know, thousand, um, downloads, um, an episode to only a couple hundred downloads an episode. Um, so, you know, I saw that as a meaning and a way to justify not having to spend that $15, but that was stupid. I had hundreds of people who were still paying attention. Um, I could have just put out an episode every once in a while, but instead I trashed the whole thing. The other thing I used to justify that, and this, it isn't actually a justification. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm still there. I have all these files. I could put them into this feed if I wanted. Um, I could do, you know, flashback episodes. Um, sure. But I did a lot of rambling and a lot of ranting on that podcast and those original episodes. And there's a lot of shit I think I said that I don't necessarily agree with now. And there's a lot of shit I said that I think I hurt people because I was in a place where I felt hurt I felt wounded. So, you know, as a wounded animal will, I, I lashed out. And that wasn't cool. And I kind of want to erase that. I, I could go through, and I probably should go through all those old episodes and find the ones that I, I still think are cool and I still think are relevant and I still think work. Um, and maybe I'll re-release those. But that's going to take a ton of work. And man, do I have a lot on my plate. <laughs> I have a ton on my plate. Number one being, I have to rebuild. That audience I threw away, and I'm going to say it that way. That audience I threw away, I have to find again, and I have to rebuild. A lot of those writers that were listening to me then and getting advice from me, from the original writing in Suburbia, They've matured, they've moved on, they've gotten experience. Maybe some have quit writing, maybe some have agents, maybe some have published many a book. Maybe they're making 10 times what I'm making right now, which is conceivably possible because I don't make shit, y'all. So, you know, go out there, buy some fucking books, please. Um, <laughs> the audience changed is what I'm saying. The audience isn't the same. The people aren't the same. And wow, do I need to say it? The world sure as fuck isn't the same anymore. I mean, we're, we're talking, oh, years of a dangerous, dangerous, cruel administration and now a pandemic that we've been in for months and we've had however many reboots of life during this pandemic. You know, talk about rebuilding. Holy crap. I feel like we're rebuilding every other week or so. It's it's a whole new country, a whole new world, a whole new existence, a whole new life. Um, everything has changed so much that for me to just think I could hop on to a new podcast and 
redo this, create my redux, if you will. Um, and the audience would just come running back. Guy, what was I thinking? I was naive. I was just crazy dumb on my part. I threw away hundreds and hundreds of listeners that I could have built on. I could have brought people back. And um, instead of just pausing it, I tossed it all. And now I'm starting from scratch. I'm rebuilding it all. I'm doing this new podcast with a totally different format. Sure, some weeks I wing it like I used to. I'm sort of winging it right now. Um, I'm definitely winging it right now, although I'm a little more focused than some of my other wingings. Um, But, you know, it's... I can't recreate what I had before. And to think that I could was silly. And I have to face the fact that when I look at my podcast numbers, I'm not going to see the numbers I saw in the previous incarnation of this podcast. I just released, or I didn't release, Severed Press just released um, the sixth Roke book, Quantum Chaos. And instead of seeing the big sales spike I was used to seeing, I have saw a trickle. Um, people didn't jump on it. It's taken a bit. Now, I will say, luckily, as I'm looking at numbers today or rankings on Amazon, which, you know, are esoteric, who fucking knows what that algorithm means and those rankings actually are, um, you know, it says gives me a sales number or ranking number um, in the charts, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually selling a ton or anything. But anyway, what I'm getting to is that there was a bit of a boost today and, um, that kept me from kind of going over the edge and it allowed me to really take a look at what I was going to record and what I was going to say to you all without a um, cloud of gloom and doom. So I can appropriate, approach it, (laughs) um, a little more objectively. Um, as I say, you know, I didn't get the sales spike I was expecting, but at least there's some sales there. And that's, you know, the reality of the rebuild. That's that's what I'm having to face. That's what I'm having to look deeply at. That is my abyss that is looking back at me. That is what my life is currently. My career is currently is rebuilding something I had before and just trying to get it, if I can, to the same level. And... um preferably to a much higher level. (laughs) I'd love for this podcast to hit thousands of downloads each episode. That would be amazing. Um, So get out there and share it, by the way, just letting you know, you know, feel free to click that share button or tell people or, you know, whatever podcast app you have, it does have a share feature. So share the hell out of it. Come on, tell your friends, tell your family, get them involved. You know, they're gonna love it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like that commercial. But we're not quick, 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 quack, quack. Wow. We're not quite going there yet. We're still on the rebuild. And this is the question, and it's the title of this episode. If you rebuild, will they come? And the answer is, I don't know. I truly don't know. It's probably going to take me time. It's probably going to take a couple years to get back to that level. Um, hopefully... <laughs> Not too many years. Let's say a year. A year would be awesome uh, to get back to that level. 
but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep trying. And like I said, you only fail if you quit. And I'll be saying it again and again and again. And you know, I'm going to say it at the end of the episode. Um, you only fail if you quit and I'm not going to quit. In fact, I'm so not going to quit that I am trying things that are new. I am networking. And I say that with a question mark because I hate networking, even with my years, years of sales and marketing experience. I hate networking. It just feels fake to me. And if you know anything about me, I may write fiction, but I don't live fiction. I mean, that's why I'm just winging it with y'all today. I mean, this is off the cuff. This is uncensored and I'm not even going to edit. You're hearing all the flubs. You're hearing me trip over my words. I am going to leave this raw and real. So, you know, why does networking elude me? I don't know. I can talk and I can be real and I can be authentic and I can connect. But um, it's one of those weird things. It truly is. But I'm trying it. I'm networking. And out of that networking, and here's the thing, you know, you you only fail if you quit. So I'm not going to quit. And I tried something new. And there's a project that's probably, probably going to come to fruition. That is nothing you'll ever guess. Um, but it is tangentially, tangentially, tangent, tangent, see flubs and flips and flobble flobbers. Um, it's connected (laughs) to podcasting. So, um, it's not outside the realm of my experience at all. In fact, it truly grabs all of my creative experience and throws it into one big bucket. Um, and when I can announce it, I will. Um, we got a long road ahead. It's going to take a bit. Trust me, it's going to take a bit. Um, but once once I'm there, I'm hope I'm hoping to be able to announce a big success, and that would be great. And that's because I got out of my comfort zone. I networked, which I never do. Um, I'm also you know in a way networking, but I'm I'm working on my newsletter so much more. Um, I'm actually doing swaps and that means, you know, I promote an author and they promote me, uh, in their newsletter. And, you know, I promote my newsletter, they promote their newsletter, so on and so forth. And I'm actively pursuing that, which I'd sort of, for some reason, ego laziness, I don't know, never truly pursued before, which was ridiculous. I just used my newsletter as an announcement platform and didn't try and get more people to announce to. And I'm actively trying to do that. So that's part of the rebuild, networking, um, swapping with other authors. So I guess working with other authors, I guess that's still networking in a way. Um, I'm doing that to rebuild. I'm changing my style. You know, it's not, (laughs) despite the fact that I'm winging it here right now, um, it is, This podcast is completely different. It's more refined, more professional Um, music. You know, I'm keeping it structured. Um, I try to keep it to a similar length each time. Um, Although, as you can tell on my rambling wing it episodes, it gets a little long, just a little bit. But I'm learning not to do that. Like today is not going to be anywhere near the length of my other just 
you know, word puke episodes. Um, it's going to be closer to a regular essay episode, and I'm learning how to do that. I am studying more, not so much studying the craft of writing. I could, but I read so much that I'm always learning from reading, and I watch so much TV and movies and stories, and I listen to podcasts, and I mean, I devour storytelling, I devour media, and that's where I learn. I'm not taking courses or anything like that. Um, but I am learning more about podcasting. I'm learning more by stretching myself and recording, you know, narrating, producing audiobooks for a different publisher, audiobooks that aren't mine. Um, that has definitely taught me a lot. Um, I've gotten out of my Jake centric world and, um, I'm something for somebody else. Now I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> This, this isn't a nonprofit operation. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm getting paid to narrate, produce things, but it takes me outside of me. And I learn a lot by narrating somebody else's work, uh, reading their words and putting them out there and trying to, um, emote, trying to get what's on that page and what those characters are saying and what they're doing out into the world for an audience to understand and listen to and enjoy. Um, and that teaches me a lot about my own storytelling right there. Um, it te teaches me quite a bit. I definitely have learned a lot. Um, I'll be recording and narrating my own books too, as opposed to relying on other narrators. And um, I think I've said it before, but I may not have. I don't know. The Rogue Six book and Rogue Seven, I will be narrating and producing. It won't be Andy doing that, which I'm going to catch flack for. So, which I have, I think I've touched on before. Um, it's going to hurt. That's going to be a learning lesson right there. I'm going to learn how an audience reacts when all of a sudden the narrator they've been following switches up. There's, he's gone and there's somebody new. Um, that's a rebuild also. Um, I'm self-publishing. That's a rebuild. I used to just work with publishers. That's it. But I'm self-publishing. As I get my rights back and as I create new works, I'm going to be self-publishing all the new series and new things uh, if I have time. <laughs> and that's the key. If I have time. And that's the one thing that is constant through all of this is I don't have enough time to do everything I want the way I want to do it. And that was when I was writing professionally before. That was definitely probably a big part of why I just burned out and walked away uh, when I got my nine to five job is because I didn't have the time to do what I wanted. So why do anything kind of attitude? Um, and it's a big part of now because I need to put the time into this podcast. I need to build my newsletter. I need to do a lot of things. I just kind of let slide. I need to become a publisher a true publisher and understand all the ramifications of that. Um, all of that takes time and it's tough and it's rough and it's hard, but that's part of rebuilding. That's just part of life. I mean, death and rebirth, that's the cycle of life. And um, we all go through our many deaths and we all go through our many rebirths. We all change, and if we don't, we stagnate and putrefy and become blech. And I think we can see by the state of this country right now, there's a lot, a lot of people that don't change. 
And that's why we're in the block. And I need to embrace the rebuilding. I need to embrace all the changes. I need to embrace everything I said I don't want to do, but now I know I need to do. And I've got to recreate who I am, what I am, and how I present myself and my work out there in the world. And hopefully this podcast is part of that, and hopefully it's helping, and hopefully it helps others. So, you know, there you have it, folks. I mean, I have no idea if that helps anyone out there in podcast land, but feel a little lighter. I do. And hey, speaking of light, how about a word from our sponsor? Because honestly, this promo, you know, it's me. I'm the sponsor. You knew that, but it's it's pretty light. <laughs> Let's say tongue firmly in cheek. All right, enjoy it. Hey, all you crazy folks out there. Do you like zombies? Do you like mechs? Do you like post-apocalyptic wastelands filled with cults and cannibals and city-states and hundreds of thousands of the undead? Then you're gonna love Dead Mech. In the far, far future, Dead Mech asks the question, what happens when a mech pilot dies while piloting their 50-foot battle robot and then becomes a zombie? You get a Dead Mech. Dead Mech is available for free as an ebook, and you can find the link at jakebible.com. Want to listen for free? Then check out the re-release of the original podcast version of the novel. Subscribe for free at jakebible.substack.com and you'll get an episode each week delivered right to the podcast player of your choice. Hell, you may have already noticed an episode or two in this very feed. Don't want to wait each week? Then feel free to either become a paid subscriber at jakebible.substack.com and get all of the episodes at once, or go to jakebible.com and purchase the audiobook from the web store. Or buy it from one of those giganto mega corporations. They have copies waiting for you, too. Remember, head to jakebible.com or jakebible.substack.com. You're gonna love it! Dear Diary, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Thank you for participating in the discussions. Thank you for being you, digging my insanity, my rambling, my ranting, my winging it while I'm bringing it. Just one big thank you. And I really couldn't do this without every one of you. I mean that because there's so few of you. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Sorry about that. But hey, you know, I said I'd say it at the end, and I always do, and I always will. Please remember, you can only fail if you quit. Life, writing, everything is a long game. So keep at it. I'll talk to you all next week. Cheers. Writing in Suburbia with Jake Bible is a Jake Bible Fiction LLC production, all rights reserved. All music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Kevin has been a huge part of the podcast community for well over a decade now. So check him out and drop him some coin if you get a chance. Full credits are in the show notes. For all links to works and stuffs mentioned in the episode, please check out the show notes or head over to jakebible.substack.com. Thank you for listening. Cheers, y'all.